0: you're listening to transmission on 4 triple z amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of brisbane and beyond hello
1: hello you're listening to transmission on 4 triple z my name is ez i use he him pronouns and i'm here with Hi, I use they, them pronouns. Good morning, Mianjin. Ah, We've got a busy episode today. It's pretty packed. I've got lots of community news for you. There's lots of things happening, specifically all on the same day this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we'll we'll, uh, definitely be jumping into that uh, pretty hot off the press. There's also some fresh news to get into as well. Uh, We've got a special segment from our youngest transmission Announcer Jay, uh, he'll be talking later uh, today on the episode about ballroom. Uh, and if you don't know what that's about, well, hang in there. Uh, Jay will explain it all. And then later in the episode, uh, Kai and I will be chatting about identity and how people identify and how we identify. So I might be sa- sharing some stories today, you know, getting sentimental or something of the sort.
2: Getting to know you, getting to know us.
1: Get, getting to know, yeah, get, get your feelers out, get your lovey-dovey feelers out, you know. Um, well, we'll start right off the top with uh, some community news. We have uh, Queensland Council for LGBTIQ+ Health are doing this research study aiming to gather data to help support furthering work around LGBTIQA. Uh, plus Sister Girl, Brother Boy, Aging and Aged Care Support Services in Queensland, it would be awesome if you could complete a survey to help. This is a survey targeting all ages, not just older people. The aim of this survey is to hear from younger folk about what they want their age care to look like in time, or perhaps as a young person in our communities, you maybe are in a caring role of some kind, uh, whether that be for someone identifying under the LGBTIQ plus A sister, girl, brother, boy umbrella or not. And of course, if you're an older person, whether currently receiving care services or starting to think about, maybe even trying to access services, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, The link will be up on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans with a Z radio. You can head over there. The link will pop up. Um, this survey is being conducted by Queensland Council for LGBTI Health, LGBTI Community Aging Aging Network, the University of Southern Queensland, Torrens University, Australia, and an organization called Queensland Positive People. Um, so it's definitely worth your time. I filled it out. It took me about 10, 15 minutes. Lots of really in-depth questions. This is all really important stuff. So if you can do that, that would be Fantastic. Another thing that is happening uh, in the community is that there is a Brisbane protest for LGBTIQ plus rights this Saturday. Uh, It's going to be at King George Square from 1pm. So be there or be square. I don't know. I was just trying to make it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're protesting. Uh, Protesting has been pushed back uh, due to the religious discrimination bill, but uh, this event is about, we still need to be on the offensive if we want to end religious exemptions that permit schools and hospitals to fire LGBTI staff. So uh, head in there at 1 o'clock King George Square this Saturday uh, to show your support and fight for LGBTIQ plus rights. We've got um, some tickets to give away, Kai.
2: Yeah, very exciting. the Queen's ball on this weekend uh, Saturday 25th of June, 6:30 p.m. at Brisbane City Hall was it? That's it. Uh, so we've got two tickets for the balcony uh, area. That's right. Uh, Queen's ball is also the oldest uh, the longest running queer event in the world apparently. That's pretty impressive. This Holy. is the 61 year anniversary.
1: 61st Queen's Ball. There you go. I didn't know it was the oldest running one. Neither. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You're going to be part of history. Whoever wins these two tickets, we've got two tickets to give away. You're going to be uh, joining in on the 61st Queen's Ball. Uh, the Queen's Ball, we've got balcony tickets which include glorious grand views of the famous city hall the awards and a smashing live performance by Montaigne and a massive drag queen spectacular a cash bar with beverages and refreshments is available to attendees in this area Um, if you are looking to actually attend and not win these two tickets that i have uh the link will be up on uh the brisbane uh festival pride festival facebook page there's got the event bright there you can purchase some tickets uh to win the two tickets that I'm giving away, though, uh, you must be over 18 and you must be a 4 Z subscriber. If you are not either of those things, I cannot give you these tickets. So if you would like to subscribe, you can head over to 4ZZZ.org.au forward slash support. Head over there. Subscribe yourself quickly. Make sure that you write transmission as your favorite show, of course. Um, once you've hmm. done that, um, we're going to give some tickets away. But... Uh, you can also text in. So this is this is how you're going to win the two tickets. I'll just preface this. The first person to message me, 0420-626-733, uh, who's a over 18, 4ZZZ subscriber, to message me the name of Montaigne's brand new single, single uh, will win the tickets. So yeah, first person to message me in. I'll give you some time. <laughs> and you can win two tickets for you and your friend.
2: Very exciting stuff.
1: It's exciting stuff. That's, uh, you know, tell me tell me the name of Montaigne's new song. Let's do it. First person. Let's go. Uh, while we wait for you to figure that out, <laughs> hmm. uh, trans swimmers must prove they didn't have puberty. Um, among other things, uh, transgender swimmers have now been denied uh, access to swimming and competing. In... Is it the FNL? No, no. um, F-I-N-A, sorry.
2: F-I-N-A, yes. uh, Which
1: I I can't remember what that stands for. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's the Federation Internationale de Natation? Natation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, has, Has voted to restrict the participation of transgender athletes in elite women's competitions. The organisation has also created a working group to establish an open, in quotations, category for them in some events as part of its new policy.
2: Right, so is it just for women's swimming, is it? It
1: appears to be, Yes.
2: Uh-huh. Sure. Um those those poor cis women just can't compete, can they? Um. No, no, they just they just
1: don't have a chance. It's unfortunate. I mean, I don't think these people will stop until all women are swimming at the exact same speed <laughs> at this rate. Um
2: they have this exact same same size feet, height, <laughs> you know, it- any
1: natural <laughs> advantage that any woman has over another or disadvantage should be removed. It should all be equally swimming at exactly the same seconds.
2: And and so are they actually just are they wanting to the trans swimmers to prove that they haven't had two puberties or that they have never been through puberty of any kind?
1: Well, my understanding is they have to prove they did not go through puberty as a male before transitioning right, to female. That's mm, those mm-hmm. are to paraphrase there. I apologize for that language trans family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what the take is there. Um, as a former semi-professional athlete, I have to say it's quite offensive. Um, and I, I I, competed in women's sports, um, and I assure you there are plenty of women out there that can flog a lot of men in men's sports. So I think it's the whole this whole concept of hormones and how this works, they have no idea what they're doing. They're floundering and panicking um, to, you know, appease cis audiences and maybe other cis audiences. Uh, uh, swimmers, I don't know, but no one seems to be asking us much about what we think, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's well, I'm, outrageous.
2: I'm also not sure if um, if then these new rules will meet the requirements for an exemption under Section 42 of the Sex Discrimination Act. I've seen that raised by a few people, and also that this is just mostly based on opinion rather than uh, you know, any...
1: Any substantial evidence yeah, of, that, of any, any, any evidence. kind? <laughs> yes, no, there is, there is nothing um, to, to support this fact. Also, I'd just like to mention Michael Phelps. Um, the guy doesn't um, have lactic acid. He just r- doesn't build lactic acid. Very much. And I don't don't know if anyone out there is like, you know, played a lot of sport. But lactic acid is the stuff that builds in your muscles after you've been playing for a while. And it slows down and can basically bog up your your movement, really. And you've got to sort of massage them and work them out. The fact that he doesn't build that is a huge advantage for him, swimming. And the same with the fact that he has basically webbed feet and perfectly broad shoulders for, you know, the butterfly uh, Mm. stroke. So... Does he not have an unfair advantage? Should we not be giving him like a time? You know, like I'm just confused.
2: What What is an unfair inv-
1: advantage in sport? You know? I don't know. So, Did you know some cis men have half the testosterone that I have? And not because I'm particularly unusual or anything. Mm. Uh, I'm sitting right on the average mark for testosterone for cis men. Mm. Um, but there are cis men who have less of it. Does that mean they shouldn't compete either? Maybe they should compete in women's sports. I, I don't mean, know.
2: Should everyone just have their hormone levels tested, you know, minutes before? they're about to perform. Yeah, um, I think so.
1: Also, the chromosomes
2: <laughs> at the <laughs> same time. <laughs>
1: um, and then we should probably also strip search because that's apparently something that needs to be oh, done. Oh,
2: absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, and if they don't fit into the neat categories of yet another arbitrary binary of um, just XX chromosomes or XY chromosomes, anything beyond or within, you know, that At,
1: spectrum, yeah, yeah,
2: those ranges, not unacceptable. We, we are think that- binaries, it's, more than two things. It's confusing, okay? It's confusing. <laughs> don't, don't, I'm upset. Since people are having a
1: hard time, <laughs> Kai. Give them a break. <sighs> anyway, I won't keep going on because I could literally make this joke for the next however many hours, and we don't have that much time. Uh, all right, so and some lighter news, uh, something a little bit more exciting: Star Trek, uh, strange new worlds. Uh, has featured a uh, non-binary character, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, good on you, Star Trek. You've always been very progressive uh, science fiction series, and here you are yet again doing that well. Uh, yeah, nice yeah, clap.
2: Live long and prosper.
1: Live. Oh, yeah, <laughs> live long and prosper. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to quickly snap back to our giveaway. Um, some people have messaged in. I've got to go back and see who's... Uh, who's won. Uh, So it looks like if you were trying to to get tickets to the giveaway, um, someone's beaten you to the chase. I am now going to reveal the uh, song title of uh, Montaigne. It was uh, Make Me Feel So dot 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 dot. Mm. Three dots. There's three dots. (laughs) Uh, um, We're actually going to play that track right now. So here we go.
0: I've no perspective on love. I've only dated two dudes and
1: one just wanted... That one there was by Dua Saleh, uh, Sugar Mama. And before that, you're listening to Hot Blood uh, from The Cutaways. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns and I'm in studio with... Kai,
2: they, them pronouns.
1: Uh, We are about to listen to a pre-recorded segment from our youngest uh, transmission member, Jay. Jay does quite a bit of ballroom and spends a lot of time in that space. Also makes extraordinarily good radio. Mm -hmm. So um, you're now about to be treated to a segment uh, by Jay and his lovely friend, Imani. So let's uh, hit,
3: hit play. This is Tens Across, a monthly transmission segment where two tens in the Mianjin ballroom scene keep you across the latest news and events. Ball culture is a lifestyle created and maintained by Black and Latina trans women, Indigenous folks, and queer people of colour. We pay respects to those who came before us and paved the way for us to be able to engage in ballroom culture today. I'm J007, and I'm joined by Imani007 to talk about the origins of ballroom in Australia and cover our highlights from the West Bowl, before briefly recapping the House of Alexander's latest Vogue Night. All right! Hello, this is the first segment of what I am tentatively calling 10s across, which is like 10s across, but with three Zs for four triple Z. So I'm J007.
0: I am Imani007.
3: I think that the first thing on the agenda is for us to take a step back and kind of explain what ballroom is for people who are listening for the first time. Imani, do you want to give us a quick rundown?
0: Period. Forum was actually started uh, due to uh, exclusion and racism within the New York City drag pageant scene. Um, I believe the pioneers of the scene separated themselves and started Forum as a place for Black and Latin um, trans and queer people to kind of like come and build a community. Over the years, it's kind of developed and taken form as the ballroom that we see today
3: yeah so ballroom culture is built around an essence of performance that sort of evolved out of drag pageants but it's also become a lifestyle a way of living and a way of interacting with community so there are two sort of major components of ball culture which is the balls and the house system Um, so first of all the house system is basically um, in ballroom you compete in houses. Houses have a family structure so the leader of a house is the mother or the father of the house um, and the members of the house are siblings and you adopt the house name as your last name. So for example the house of Alexander they're the Alexanders. Um, The house of dynasty they're the dynasties Um, and if you don't have a house if you haven't been are deemed into a house yet you are known as a 007 so that's why Imani and I are J007 and Imani 007 so that's sort of like the house component your house should support you not just in performance um, but also in your everyday life you know if you need somewhere to stay if you need someone to look out for you it really does sort of fulfill that family role and in Australia, the first house formed came out of Tharawal country, or Western Sydney, and that's the House of Sleigh. But like S-L-E, not like
0: With the Sleigh. accent on it, for the A, period.
3: Yeah. Um, and the reason that I'm mentioning like the House of Sleigh in Western Sydney is like, first of all, it's important to know the history of Forum in Oceania in Australia, but also because we just had the Westfall uh, just last week. Oh my god. It's, it kind of feels like it's been like a month, <laughs> right. so much time. So a ball is an event where all the houses in a certain area come together and basically compete against each other across different categories um, for prizes, for prize money, for trophies, for status, all that sort of stuff. So the balls are sort of like the main event um, in ballroom culture. Um, the categories can be both performance and non-performance. So the performance categories is sort of what you think of. If you don't know ballroom culture, you probably know voguing, the dance style. Um, so voguing is one of the categories in ballroom culture, and there's different types of voguing. Um, and then the non-performance categories are things like face, sex siren, uh, runway, best dressed, Basically, stuff where you're not necessarily performing, but mostly like showing off different things. Oh, and so the West Ball is sort of a celebration of the origins of Australian ballroom, and it's hosted in Western Sydney because of that, because that's where like the scene sort of grew in Australia originally. Um, we both went to that, and oh my god, what a weekend, am I right? Gag.
0: Gag. Gagiana, gag boots. Everything. It was everything. Look at my eyes. It was everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you wanna? Did you wanna start talking about your highlights? Because I'm gonna go on and on. And on, and on, and on. <laughs>
3: I know. There's so much to talk about. Um, I've been sorting through my photos for the past week, just trying to like find stuff, find the best bits to post. Um, oh, it was so huge. So for me, the number one thing was community. So being the West ball and sort of like the biggest ball, we had like the houses come from like all over, right? Like we had um, not just from like all over Australia, but also New Zealand. Um, And it was really beautiful meeting everyone for the first time. Like a lot of people who I have admired for so long, whose performance I've watched grow for so long and who I've like talked to, but never actually been able to meet in person. Um, It was really beautiful and I think one of the best highlights was on that first night when um we we like everyone went out to get food after the training and then we like all ended up in the same restaurant <laughs> and it was like this poor little restaurant that had to find room for 40 people and they were like wait outside while we like set up all these tables and then it, we just like poured in and everyone was uh we all ate together, and it's it was beautiful. It it was very much giving like um, like family get together with like all your aunts and uncles from everywhere, um, and your cousins. So it it was really beautiful, and um, yeah, I know specifically like the House of Rain from um, over in the Perth Borloo scene. I've wanted to meet them for so long, and like there were tears shed when we said goodbye. Um, It was really beautiful finally meeting them and getting to train with them um so that was my first one i think the second the second big highlight was getting to learn from buffy and asia west right so um buffy and asia are like massive names in new york like the house of west is huge and um to have them fly all the way over here To like judge, but not just judge, to like hold a bunch of different workshops where we got to train and like learn from them. Um, not to mention Mika, uh, the the iconic queen mother, Mika Alpha Omega, have her come over as well. And like, I think the second highlight for me is just like after Buffy's workshop, um, he talked to us for like 20 minutes, like the guy who was like holding the venue open for us, was like, please, can you leave? Please get out of here. But he was like, hold on, not till I'm <laughs> finished talking. Um, <laughs> and he, he gave us this like really beautiful, he held this really beautiful conversation about like, uh, so much about like ballroom and like what you should be getting from it. And like a lot of what he talked about, it's like having the having confidence, I guess, um, and knowing that when you walk out on the floor for to perform, you have to be thinking like, I believe that I can do this. And like, if you're not thinking like I'm gonna get all the way, you might as well not walk at all. And I think that was that made me think about a lot because I guess like so much of when I perform in like Vogue nights and like at the Alexander Ball, it was all like, oh, if I just get my tens, or like if I just get to one battle, that'll be nice, and then I'll be happy. But uh it was it was interesting hearing him talk about it and think about like wondering what i could do if i actually believed in myself (laughs) it's like a revolutionary idea but like you know you had
0: an epiphany
3: um yeah exactly and then i think the third highlight i've talked for so long already um I think the third highlight for me was just trans men sex siren. Oh. Sex siren is a category that is all about showing off your body, showing off that you are beautiful, and most importantly, that you can ooze sex. It's a category that pays respect to sex workers and acknowledges the work that they've done for the queer and trans community. It also has elements of realness, which is a category based around celebrating the skill of passing. While being cis or straight passing is obviously not the ultimate goal for a lot of trans and queer folks, and nor should it be, Realness is a really important part of queer and borum history that acknowledges and celebrates the survival skills that our communities still need to develop to stay safe in the outside world. Um, and it was the first time that we had enough walkers to have like trans men specific sex siren. And that was like I was I was watching it and I knew it was gonna be like big. Um, I did not expect to burst into tears <laughs> in the uh-huh. middle of watching it. Um, I actually had to leave. like I, I watched for as long as I could and I, I, then I had to like take a break um, and I missed like a lot of face because it was just really beautiful. I think seeing seeing like, I guess I guess like in the Boroom community, there's not a lot of trans men, right? Like and I don't know many. Because, like, my connection to community is in Ballroom, right? Like, the Ballroom is where I find my community and there's not many trans men in Ballroom. So then to just, like, see this moment that was just fully... F- that, like, everyone there was, like, living for... just celebrating the existence and, like, beauty of these people... Right. Um, ...was a really big moment for me and I, I was kind of, like... Yeah, you know that whole, like, stereotypical, like, being seen and, like, finally seeing myself. But, like, exactly that, right? Um, So, yeah, I could go on, but those are, like, my top three. Give me yours.
0: Period. Also, just seeing the the trans men and the the butch AFabs being the the object of desire for that moment.
3: Exactly. That's exactly it. Thank (sighs) you. Because I think, like, that's... That idea is something that I struggle with a lot because I think, um, I mean, first of all, being trans, you're not used to being the object of desire. But then, like, I think being trans men and, like, especially, especially, like, queer trans men, because there's a lot of, like, a lot of cis gay men don't talk about trans men as, like, desirable at all, right? Mm. Um, Or anyone does. So it was just cool to see that moment and, like, have everyone actually celebrate that. Anyway,
0: yeah. Let's um that. So I was actually also going to talk about um, femme queens in general being my highlight, but also the femme queen sex siren. So I'll just quickly mm-hmm. double back to what you were saying before about like sex siren and the components of realness that are involved with it. So <clears throat> realness was actually um, one of the many categories that were used um, to kind of like practice survival, if that makes sense. Because um back when boring started um there wasn't as much um tolerance for for trans people being as open as they are now even though we still have a lot of work to do um so realness was a category that was used to kind of prepare the trans women and even the trans men as well as the butch lesbians and the the femme gay men into passing in real life so that they had um the tools equipped to kind of help them out in in the real world if that makes sense yeah but yeah also what jay touched on about putting a spotlight on lgbt people lgbtqia plus people um <laughs> feeling feeling desired in that way yeah if that makes sense because usually we wouldn't get that opportunity um especially with trans men and trans women. Yeah. Uh, so so getting the opportunity is very much rare out in the, the real world. And something that we'll only usually get to see within Born. But yeah. My highlights were the Femme Queens in general. Um Queen Mother Mika, um Alpha Omega and Legendary Asia West um actually held a Femme Queen dinner uh, to get to know the Australian Femme Queens. Uh, sorry. I feel like we've been talking about fem queens this whole time, and we haven't really defined it. That they are, <laughs> but, yep, very right bad. Um, but fem queens are actually um, the term for trans women in the ballroom scene. I myself am a baby fem queen. Don't clock me. Um, but yeah, they actually held a dinner to try and get to know everyone better. Uh, it it didn't go the way that we would have expected it because you're in the middle of a very large restaurant um, <laughs> with a lot of talking people. Um, but they were getting a chance to rotate and kind of bond with the femme queens that were there. And that was really sweet. Um, it was actually to the point where we saw them at the ball the day after. And Asia and Mika um, kind of would like pulls and be like, I think I've seen you before. Because I didn't get my chance to sit with them. And just them recognizing me. And me even being going, oh, my beautiful baby. You look so lovely tonight. Hold on. I could scream. (laughs) It was just everything. Yeah, That moment is something that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was just very very validating for me
3: absolutely especially
0: as someone that has yet to present the way that they would like to yeah because like a lot of trans people access um plays a big part in whether or not we're at a certain stage of our journey just yet yeah so for an icon in the ballroom scene a trans woman that's been doing this for 20 plus years to kind of pull me aside and say that very validating But yeah, just the Femme Queens in general. Um, Just getting to be around them, witnessing Femme Queen performance, witnessing Femme Queen sex siren, it was everything. There are a lot of Femme Queens that I hadn't met from Eora just yet, Mm. um, as well as Nam, Mm -hmm. and getting the opportunity to kind of like be around them and Kiki, which is like to have fun, um, and just be around them and and be, be around people that share similar experiences because we talk about this a lot but being around people that share the experiences with you there's that sense of not having to explain yourself or having to explain right or having to explain um certain parts of your experience that they just immediately get yeah um that I do feel like I get here, but because there's a lot of non-trans people that I'm around, sometimes I feel the um, the, the difference between the two of us. But mm-hmm. just down there, it just felt like, it just felt like sisterhood. It felt so nice. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And
3: yeah. that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. So then, Very so bad. that was like massive. That was a huge event. And then we, we came back and then just last... Just two days ago, last weekend on Saturday, uh, is, Saturday sorry. the 18th, yeah. we had the Alexander Vo- uh, Vogue Night. So, um, the House of Alexander is the founding house here in Nianjin um, and like the main house, basically. A lot of the Borem events that are run are run by a- the House of Alexander. Um, we also have the House of Dynasty. Um, but yeah, the Alexander Vogue Night w- uh, is like an event that they run. I, I want to say monthly but it's like not really monthly it's just sort of like whenever the moon yeah. hits <laughs> um, an
0: intermittent mo- Vogue night yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's sort of like
3: a mini ball so there's like categories there's a chance to perform there's prizes but it's not as big and like interstate international as like a a big mm. ball is um, so we had the Vogue night it was, the theme was like pink right just as pink as possible um, right. now we both weren't there <laughs> We we were both unwell. Oh, no, I was unwell. I don't know why you went there. I'm.
0: Oh. <laughs> she was paying it, but it's okay. She got the whole thing screen recorded, so it's a key. <laughs>
3: when I saw you join, when I saw you join uh, under your like screen recording account, I was like, oh, everyone watch what they say.
0: <laughs> oh oh, and that's why no one was really commenting. That's why we put anything <laughs> up here.
3: Uh, not
0: but... drama. <laughs>
3: but no, it was it was um a really gorgeous night from what I watched. I think um Yeah, it was so nice to have Mother Honey My from mother the House Honey. of Vinci over from Aotearoa, New Zealand. Tristan, or like Priestess 007, who is um another 007 in the in the scene, um, got her first grand prize, right? In Old Way.
0: Old Way. Which... Gag.
3: But it was really great seeing like Tristan and I have been in the scene. We've been in the scene for the exact same amount of time, about a year and a half. And it's beautiful to to finally have like a grand prize under one of our names. Um, So that was really gorgeous. And I also had a friend um, walk for the first time um, in face, and um, she got her 10s and won two battles. And I was like, I taught her everything she knew. Watching on the on the live stream, I was like, "That's my girl." Um, so I was really proud of her. What's her name? Ruth. There was also like non-binary sex siren, which was really beautiful to see. I think like in the past two ga- mm. two weeks, we've had like two different trans categories for sex siren that we haven't had before. So. Um, that was really gorgeous, having that moment like specifically for non-binary Sex Siren. Because it can be hard, because Sex Siren is quite a binary category. It's usually sort of divided into male figure and female figure, which like is important and has its historical place, but it's hard to find where, um, where non-binary folks can fit into that. So it was really cool having that um, exclusive category for that moment. I know we have, oh, there's so many balls coming up. It's kind of ridiculous.
0: Oh, it's crazy. Oh, my God. Because, okay, let's give the rundown about Borum going on. Um, So, we've got... <laughs> so, we've got the Leo Ball uh, coming up, uh, which is held by the House of Divine and Nam. Um, but I think the weekend before that is House of Givenchy, Um. House first house ball, mm-hmm. and then they're going to be having those two back to back, and then the house of Silky in Iora ha- always has the spring fling, with the exception of last year because of COVID. Um, so I think that might be bring- might be bringing that one back. Sorry, I feel like I'm just like running through like the boring Australian minutes right now.
3: <laughs> and and then the house the of Alexander ball,
0: in- Oh, the fictional ball. That one's going to be this weekend in. I don't know the native name for it, but it's in Wellington, Aotearoa. Um, and it's going to be this weekend.
3: Mm, I'm so excited for the I'm fictional f- ball. The categories look amazing.
0: I'm excited to see Because, um, what do you call it? It looks like the turnout's going to be huge in terms of interstate walkers. Because we'll mm. have people from Christchurch, Auckland, a lot of people from Auckland. Um, Honey she even said that her kids will be like majority of our kids will be walking categories for that ball too if it
3: wasn't so soon so. after west ball i'd be going
0: <laughs> right
3: and then yeah there's the there's the alexander ball in um september
0: september and then house of rain from Borloo they're yes. going to be having their debut ball as well in october. I think in october
3: yeah i'm so excited for that i definitely want to go to that
0: let's go together because no yeah. shade, when you're talking about crying when saying goodbye to them, I was sobbing like a baby. I have, I didn't even say, I didn't even cry that hard when I left, like, you're, I was crying. Yeah. And then promptly yeah. fell asleep right after, because I was so tired <laughs> from losing all that water.
3: And we'll, like, be back in contact next month to talk more about all this stuff as it comes through. Um. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me on this first journey into, um, yeah, monthly ballroom updates. Tens across, that's what I'm calling it. It's such a doggy name, but we're going with it.
0: It's cute. <laughs> I even see the, this is a 4 triple Z household poster behind you.
3: Yes, thank you. I call that my triple you said, Z you said, shrine.
0: Period. Thank you for having
1: me.
3: No worries. Can't wait to catch up again soon.
1: Thank you so much, Jay and Imani. Uh, we're now about to listen to some music. Uh, this one is by Miss Blanks, song titled, Tommy. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4 Z. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. And I'm in studio with
2: Kai and I use they them pronouns.
1: Ah. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that track by Miss Blanks there. Uh Tommy, it's a bit of a bit of a jazzy one, you know, you get to dance out to in the studio. Um I'm gonna quickly announce the winner for the giveaway. I had two tickets to Queen's Ball this weekend, two balcony tickets. Um and the person to message me in first, who was a four Triple Z subscriber and over eighteen Uh, the question was, uh, first person to message in the title of Montaigne's new single wins. Uh, congratulations, Rani. You messaged in the correct song, uh, which now I can't remember the name of the song. What was it? Uh, make make, me
2: feel, make me feel so
1: dot, dot, dot featuring daddy Freya. Thank you so much for messaging in. I will collect your details and I will send you two tickets. Uh, the, us uh, the transmission team will see you at queen's ball we are also going we'll to be, be there. there we'll be there Woo! grab a mask it's a masquerade yeah you'll need one <laughs> of them <laughs> uh all right we're now going to talk a little bit about identity and how we've come to sort of discover our our identities me personally as as well as kai mm-hmm. um i'll i'll start i guess okay, <laughs> <go for laughs> smiling at me like yes I identify as uh, a trans mask queer man. Um, What that sort of encompasses is that I feel myself personally as a broad spectrum person. I don't, I I identified for many, many years as a lesbian. Um, I did identify for a period of time as non-binary as well as I explored my gender and I do identify a little bit with uh, gay and bi and you know I'm a little bit of this a little bit of that you know a little spice spice it up and Mm -hmm. stir it in together and you'll have me somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that sexuality and gender is all very broad and overlapping and nuanced Uh, it's not strict labels that you must adhere to Mm -hmm. Um, and my my me coming to that understanding has been brewing over the full course of the 28 years of my existence. It is definitely not something that I decided suddenly or uh, was even really that excited about. (laughs) (laughs) I I was certainly not sitting there with with joyful glee and and hope in my eyes about any of the ways that I had identified and have identified. Um, It has both been an excruciating Experience and also the most beautiful metamorphosis, I think, a human being can go through, is simultaneously hell and heaven. So uh, that's that's how I discovered my identity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to throw you throw you in some deep stuff there, Kai. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I have identified. And I grew up in you know the '90s in Brisbane, which didn't really have the language or the the safe space to really learn and understand gender at that point either. Uh, whereas, Kai, you grew up in a different sort of environment.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, same same time, but a uh, different <laughs> place. Uh, I grew up in Fitzroy in Nam, Melbourne. Uh, and it was much, it was, oh, it's pretty pretty queer. Um,
1: pretty cool and queer.
2: The, yeah, the primary school I went to, we had a, uh, a butch lesbian as the principal, and she hired a lot of girls. Uh, queer teachers, so I was just really surrounded by that, which was really lucky. Uh, And then I went to a Christian high school, but both of our chaplains were uh, gay ladies, which was great as well. Um, Very lucky to have that kind of representation around. Um, But I'm I'm predominantly queer. Uh, Queer means different things to different people. Um, It's a really beautiful, flexible term, uh, and for for me, I, it kind of means you know like it's it's a riposte to definition. It's it's a you know why why are you trying to categorize this? Why is this important to know? Um yeah. So that, that I'd say that's my primary uh, way that I identify. But um, I also would say non-binary, bisexual, um, genderqueer. Uh, you know, there's. It's one of the amazing things about how many labels there are out there. There's so
1: many labels. Yeah. yeah. I also identify as a a white passing indigenous South American. Um, So there's that fact as well, which also opens up a lot of other layers of queerness as well, Mm -hmm. uh, because there's that cross-cultural definitions of understanding gender and identity as well. You know, uh, how I've been raised in Australia versus a lot of what, you know, the communities in South America, especially Indigenous ones, Mm. uh, Mm. related to gender and where we're raised has a huge impact on how how we and when we come to terms with our identity as well.
2: Oh yeah, the um, I guess the the white Australian perspective of what masculinity is is very different to like uh, a European perspective, even. You know, like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, there's so many. Variances in in gender expression around the world, um, and there would be even more if we weren't so uh, limited after the catastrophic effect- effects
1: of colonialism and genocide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll just have a pause there. For that. Um, <laughs> yeah, great. yeah, but there's um there's a lot there's lots to be had in terms of understanding um more about your own gender through other cultures as well, uh, like. I think there's like that sort of stereotype about European cultures um, and especially with European men that, you know, they're more flamboyant or more in touch with femininity or something. Yeah, you can throw your
2: gaydar off, you know, if you're if you're out there trying to um, guess people's Just like, sexualities.
1: You know, <laughs> women really like a little touch of flamboyancy in men, you know, like I've. Someone that can move their hips. Yeah. You know, can you dance? That's nice. Dancing's nice. Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm. Um, Um,
1: as a Latin, raised with a Latin American dad, dancing is a hundred percent a prerequisite of my family, especially in the kitchen. So, uh, (laughs) cooking and dancing and singing and clicking your fingers in the air is a hundred percent, you know, the, the way that I see a kitchen. So, Mm. um, yeah.
2: But you know, all of those labels, it can, it can be really overwhelming if you're, uh, not up to date on them. Even for me, uh, language is changing so quickly, uh, and, so it it can it can be hard to keep up, but the way that I see it is, there will be more and more micro identities and and different ways of people to express how they feel uh, about themselves and express who they are, mm. uh, until we eventually tip the scales and get to that point of, uh, you know, everyone is diverse, everyone is 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 unique. There is no just. We need to have many, many, many categories to undo the damage of just a binary of two. Um, yes.
1: I and mean, it's, it's so limiting. Mm. It's very, very limiting. And uh, no one that I have ever met in my life uh, fits the mold of either ends of those uh, of man and woman quotations. Yeah. It, I've, I've yet to meet someone that is essentially Hercules or essentially an actual living Barbie doll. Hey, I, it's just... Yeah, this was pretty queer. I mean, yeah, and no, he he, he, he actually is a really good definition for like a trans man suddenly discovering strength, actually. Mm. I didn't realise how easy it was to open a jar until I had HRT. It's <laughs> like wow, this is not as difficult as I thought.
2: Yeah, but then for trans femmes they, they, eventually, like, no, the eventually enough gone. time on estrogen, they're like, I can't open this anymore. Help! I need a trans boy. <laughs> mm, mm.
1: <laughs> That's right. I, I, I I'll be around. Give me a call. Hormones uh, actually
2: have a huge effect on our day-to-day <laughs> lives. Who knew? Oh, what? I
1: didn't know that. <laughs> oh gosh. Ah. Oh. Anyway, we're actually coming to the end very rapidly of transmission today. Um, if you've liked anything that you've heard on the show, uh, you can head over to our transmission Facebook page at Trans with a Z. Radio. Uh, if you head over there, I've got up there the podcast that we put up. So we uh, there's a shorter, more condensed version of the show, minus the music, if you want to miss- listen back. There's also our 4 triple Z On Demand, so you can listen back to the show uh, if you've missed it or you sleep in. Um, lucky you. Uh, <laughs> you. You can listen back On Demand. That's also on the Transmission Facebook page, at Trans, with a Z, radio. Head over there. I would have liked to have played more music. I'm a little... I'm a little bummed, uh, but that's fine. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Have fun. See you later. Thank you. Um, have a lovely day. Yeah, yeah. Have a great day. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, nine to ten a.m. on Four Triple